Welcome! This is According to Callus. This is episode 212, and we're going to talk about the runoff debate for House District 61 in the Texas House. We had Dr. Paul Chabot and Frederick Frazier going head-to-head. They made the runoff, and this is the second time I've gotten to moderate these guys. The first time with uh, Jim Herblin in the primary before the runoff and I will say that both guys showed up and uh, actually did a better job than the first time around I must say and that's just my opinion I I I was supposed to be the uh, impartial moderator and I think I did a very good job of it if I do say so myself which is my way of telling you I've got no complaints from anybody else And both candidates seemed pleased with how they were treated and how it went off. And I plan on replicating that uh, when we get to the actual general election and we will invite the Democrat and if there's a libertarian running to sit down with whoever the eventual winner is of our runoff and the Republican Party. And I got to tell you, the guy that's... I was leaning towards the guy that, uh, if I were uh, to pick one of the three, is the one that did not make the runoff. So it was relatively easy for me to stay neutral in the runoff debate. Now, I got to tell you, I, I've got some history of both of these guys. Uh, I I know each one of them. I'm not exceedingly excited about either one of them. And if... If I were to have my druthers, I would honestly probably not prefer either one of them. But the people have spoken, as they say, so we're left with a decision. Which is the lesser of two evils? Now, I know that's a poor way to think of it, but if it's not your guy and you're having to pick somebody that's not your guy, it basically boils down to the lesser of two evils. Now, in my world, in in my point of view... That's who do I believe is going to do the least amount of damage to personal liberty? Who is the guy that's going to do the least amount of damage in the growth of government? Now, this gets kind of tough. Because while I believe that uh, all things being equal, Paul is the more conservative of the two guys. All things being equal. The problem I have, or the concern I have, the questions that circle around that is, just because somebody's a social conservative, doesn't always translate to being a fiscal conservative. And it doesn't always mean they advocate for small government, limited government, and protection of individual rights. Now, I'm not putting any of that on Paul directly. Just to be clear, I'm just trying to specify the difference. I think most people would say, of the two, Frederick Fraser is the moderate. If you were to put two up head to head. I don't know if that's how I would characterize it, but for the purposes of this discussion, we're going to say between the two, he's the more moderate candidate. Now, I have been clear on this in the past. I will reiterate this now. To my mind, 
there's a big difference between a moderate, somebody that actually says, these are what I, this is what I stand for. And these are the things that we agree on. These are the things that we don't agree on. And it is an honest moderate or less than rock rib conservative, right? Those are different than guys that run as ultra conservative, fire in the belly guys, and then show up and are squishes. Those are the guys that get called rhinos. Those are the guys that we hold in the most contempt. So I don't believe Frederick Fraser is a rhino. I know he says he's conservative. I think he is conservative. And if you were to take the scale of one to 10 or zero to 10 and say five is a full-blooded moderate, anything to the right of five or bigger than the five is conservative. Yeah, he definitely fits in that scale somewhere. Whether it's a 5.5 or 7.5, that's up to you. You're the voter. You need to make your own educated decision of what do you value most? What do you think is most critical? Do you think he's going to do a better job, you know, fighting to protect the border than Paul is? There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff there. And these guys agree on a lot. They, they there it's it's hard to differentiate between them on many things. One says, I'm for small government. I'm for very small government. One says, total constitution, always constitution. It goes, there's a lot there. But here's some key takeaways in in my mind, right? Because remember, I told you that my primary concern is who's going to do the least amount of damage to individual liberty? Who's going to protect our liberty? Who's going to grow the government the least? That's the challenge. So let me let me give you the two guys' uh, Achilles heel, if you will. The, guy, the things that would concern me the most about each one of them. So I'm going to start with uh, Frederick. Uh, Mr. Frazier, as being in law enforcement, has spent a career in law enforcement and is tied to them and their concerns. Now, he said he's going to support HD61 and that he's going to be working for us as opposed to law enforcement. I take him at his word. I, I, I don't want to argue. My concern is that he may be willing to sacrifice um, some personal liberty in the quest of protection or safety. And, and by safety, I, I mean just overall, not just law enforcement, but safety in overall. And when you sacrifice liberty for safety, you end up with neither. So that, that would be a concern. The next thing that goes hand in hand with this is he spent a lot of time working with the hierarchy down there, whether it's the governor, which as we all know, I'm not a fan of, or the lieutenant governor, which we all know I'm not a fan of. And to a lesser extent, the speaker and the former speakers of the house, which For better or worse, I think Phelan wasn't terrible. But when your bar is Strauss, I mean, you don't have to go up very far to not be terrible. So do you fault the guy that's gone down there and worked in the system and gotten his bills passed? Do you hold that against him? I I don't know. What... Chips did he cash in? You know, what? who's he going to owe a favor to? That, that would be a legitimate concern. How tight is he with these guys that, you know, maybe aren't concerned about our liberty, who want to grow government? That's also a fair concern. And again, I don't want to blame him. The guy's not there yet. The, the 
performance we got when he was in the city council was, I'll call it, lackluster. I don't want to insult the guy because I wasn't in his shoes. And honestly, I don't really see the value of always throwing down for every battle only to lose one to six or two to five. You got to hold your fire, pick your battles and be smart and take the things that you can actually win. So if that's what he was doing, that's the strategy. Okay, I got it. I don't know if that's what I necessarily want. Down in HD 61, I would have preferred a little bit more of a firebrand. It is going to be a safe house scene and I want somebody to be an active fighter, but that, you know, we didn't get that choice. So we have Mr. Frazier or Mr. Chabot, or if you prefer Dr. Paul and Frederick, whatever. So those, those are the, the, the issues or the concerns I have there. On to Dr. Chabot. So Paul, I, I know, again, we've interacted. His primary animating thing is drug law. And no matter what you feel about that or how smart or dumb it is to take drugs or no matter how you even feel about enforcement of it, in other words, throw these guys in prison or you put them in some kind of treatment plan, that's his thing. That's the thing that, honestly, he probably knows more about that subject than any one subject he knows about and he probably can articulate a plan regarding to that better than anybody I know. But here's my concern. Are you going to sacrifice people's liberty in pursuit of some magic outcome with drug policy? Are you going to interfere with people being able to live their own lives in pursuit of some kind of drug policy? Are you going to grow more government and trample on more freedoms and liberties because you're concerned about people being foolish and taking drugs? I gotta say, I'm really concerned about that. There's evidence to suggest that that would be something he would be willing to do. That concerns me. And while we're on it, the guy has publicly stated on more than one occasion, including my first debate, where he feels that or thinks that, mind you, this is a guy that actually teaches government classes, but he believes that all federal law is superior to all state law. Now, I know that some law schools and some colleges do teach that, but that flies in the face of what the Constitution actually states. That flies in the face of lots of history. Just because you found some judge to dream up some exception or some exception doesn't mean that the Constitution doesn't mean what it says. In pursuance thereof, So if you create a law at the federal level that does not fit within the authority granted to the federal government, it is not supreme. I don't care what a court says, it's not supreme. And to pretend that it is begs the question, why do you want to work as a state legislature? Because you've pretty much stated that you don't believe anything that's done at the state level has any value if it's in conflict with the federal government. Now, I will be honest, if this guy were to run for Congress... That would be another story altogether. Now you'd probably trample states' rights, but at least he would be in the right wheelhouse, right? That, that's just my two cents on that. So now I'm stuck with 
a guy that doesn't value liberty when it comes to drug policy and believes that state law is subservient to federal law. So I don't really see that this guy is going to be bold and fight for, I don't know, protecting the border. Well, I don't know, individual states' rights, uh, state sovereignty. I, I don't see it. He may have said it and I missed it, but that's in direct conflict or in direct conflict with the previously stated opinion and thought process that he has and what he undoubtedly teaches to other people. So call me crazy, but that's kind of a problem. And like I said, I know both these guys. I like both these guys. I have cordial, friendly talks with both of them. And I think to myself, how did we get here now I've been honest I said from the get go I really wanted to run for this seat I really thought I would have been the best choice the only problem is is I didn't have a quarter million dollars to put my proverbial money where my mouth was I didn't have the time and energy and support to make it work or happen both of these guys, including Jim Herblin, did. They put their money and other people's money where their mouth is. They did the work. They showed up. They did it. So we have to grant them some credibility. We have to give them the opportunity to tell their story and to explain why they think they're the best candidate. And I've done that multiple times now. I've moderated two debates with these guys. I've, I've given them questions. I've given them questions from the audience. I've tried to play it straight down the middle and be as fair to both of them and give them the opportunity to sell themselves as the best candidate. And at this point, I'm not sold. Now, I know it sounds like a cop-out. I mean, especially after what I did with the constable's race, right? I got nothing with them. Here, I got at least some concerns for both of them. And I have positives, honestly, for both of them. And I've stated this before. I, I, I really am struggling. How can I endorse either one of these guys when I know that they're not that they're going to do things that I would never do, that they're going to support things that I could never support, that they're going to vote for things that I would actively fight against. How can I do that? How can I endorse somebody that would do that? So then you have to look at the bigger picture, right? Which guy is going to do the least amount of damage? Which guy is going to actually be on your side more often than not? And there's the struggle. I'm not sold on that yet. I really need more information. I need some convincing. I got to tell you, to be blatantly honest, I, I kind of think that Frazier might be the one that does the least amount of damage, in my opinion. Now, you can feel free to disagree with me. And honestly, if you do, I'd like you to post in the comments. I'd like you to say, Callus, you're wrong about this, or you don't know, understand this, or whatever your reasoning is. I'm willing to be proven wrong. I am willing to listen to a better argument. I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt. But honestly, the guy that's going to Go and play the game and, you know, 
toe the line on the major issues because that's what he said he would do and kind of give the governor or the lieutenant governor or the speaker the things that are important to them because, you know, that's part of the deal. I mean, honestly. So we end up with another Candy Noble or Jeff Leach. Is that terrible? I, I don't think so. It's not great. It's not good. I would like another Matt Shaheen or um, Brian Slayton, Matt Rinaldi, Matt Krause. I would like somebody like that, but we didn't get that. That wasn't our choice. And I think, honestly, either one of them would end up kind of just like the rest of the crowd that we have coming from Collin County, which is less than exciting. But again, is that is that the worst of all outcomes? I don't know. I, it, honestly, if you if you want to be concerned about something, you ought to be concerned about what's happening in HD seventy. That ought to concern you more than anything. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: this is not a done deal, one way or the other. I will reach out to both candidates. I will go to another open house with both of them. I, I'll listen to them. I'll hear them out. I want to be swayed. I want to make sure that there's at least something positive there that I can support. And honestly, I'm going to probably talk to Jim Herblin because Jim Herblin has got to have been talking to both of these guys by now. I mean, if I'm one of those two guys, I'm going to be all over getting his endorsement. I mean, that's at least, it's at least going to put one of them over the top. In my opinion. I mean, even if half of Herblin supporters decide, well, Jim, you're wrong on this. It's still, it's a, it's enough. It gets you over the hump. I don't know. Stay tuned. I will be back (laughs) for right now. Let's just leave it at this was episode 212. My thoughts on the runoff debate for HD 61. And I will see you on the other side.